Welcome into Friday. Hope you're doing well. Here to get your weekend going. It's Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. I'm Scott Beatty. He's Evan Kahn. Together, we're bringing you a funky Friday edition of the program. Some of the usual suspects will be here. Brian Barnhart, next segment for his Illini Notebook. And Matt Daniels will check in from the News Gazette. After that, Michael Martin next hour, Illinois football sideline reporter. And Bob Osmussen for the world according to Bob. That's some of the fun we're having here on this Friday. Sunshine, windy, windy, windy. Tomorrow, windy, gusting past 50 miles per hour at times, otherwise cloudy. Should be an interesting day to see a football game. High of 62 degrees tomorrow. We've got football on the mind. We've got basketball on the mind. We've got baseball and the World Series on the mind as well. And anything that's on your mind, you can uh, chime in on our Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Good to see you, sir. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. Here we go. Big weekend ahead. Yeah. So much going on. Illinois, uh, basically a win. They need a little help from Purdue, but basically uh, a win away from being in position to clinch a Big Ten West title. They are, which is, I I don't think I, I would have believed you if you would have even said that that was possible next year, let alone this year. Um, but uh, the Illini ha- have done it. it. It doesn't sound like a whole lot of optimism out, out of the, the folks that watch Michigan State uh, consistently. And, and from what we've seen, it, it looks like the Illini should take care of business. But we'll, we'll play the game tomorrow and we'll see what those conditions have in store for, for everything involved. And basketball, get ready for that on Monday. Uh, volleyball, tough matchup last night uh, with the, one of the best in the nation. Yeah. And, and they'll have another go at it on Sunday as well. So everybody's Everybody's in the thick of it, and like you said, uh, because of, of that Phillies win in Game 4, Game 3, whatever it was, uh, this is going to be the latest World Series of all time. Is it? Really? Yeah, I thought it, it might have been. Uh, today was the World Series parade after the Cubs won in 2016, and today is the latest date a World Series game was ever played, November 4th in 2010. Um, just by stanza of the calendar and because everything (laughs) ran late, which is just kind of weird to think about because they didn't have the extra rounds that season or a lockout. But uh, here we are. Yeah, and it's absurdly late to be playing baseball, but it's kind of oddly oddly enough, it's not been that cold. Mm -mm. And last night's game was tight to the end, and I appreciated that. I thought it was an entertaining (laughs) game from that standpoint. And you, I mean, all you can ask is you you had Schwarber, you had Harper, you had all these guys with chances to – to make something happen in the late innings, and so that, from just zooming out, that's a that's an interesting ball game where mm-hmm. key high leverage uh, back end guys for Houston and big thumpers at the plate, and see what can happen. So that was entertaining baseball in that standpoint. And the pivotal game goes to the <laughs> Astros, and now the Phillies have to figure out how to go win too in Houston to try and win this. But if they don't, look, Houston's the better team, and they will have won the world series mm-hmm. and that's a that's a really good, that's a really good baseball team there's not really a, a weakness on the astros uh baseball now to basketball brad underwood head coach of the illini met uh, today to kind of do a preview of monday night's season opener at the state farm center against the eiu panthers it's here it's here it's upon us um it's uh glad to have two 
or a scrimmage and an exhibition. Uh, those were great learning tools for us. Uh, it's exciting to um, go through the experiences that we went through in terms of putting putting our guys out there in front of fifteen thousand. Um, you know the the nerves, letting guys find their pregame routine, um, what that's like. Uh, you know, and then um, you know a, a scrimmage where you could actually coach and teach. Uh, and, and learn a lot. Uh, both those scenarios were very, very beneficial. Uh, now we get to do it where they count. And uh... Yep, it'll count Monday night, and then there's a game next Friday, and then there's more games after that with another game on that Monday, and then it's kind two of, games the next week. It's kind of the, the flow of this early season is Monday, Friday, Monday, Friday, with a, a football game on Saturday, so... Plenty to, to keep you engaged, and, and two teams that have now football team has expectations, and the basketball team certainly had expectations beforehand. 217-356-9397 is uh, the number. If you got anything on your mind, we can jump in on that real quick. Uh, Brad Underwood, though, says there's still a lot to be determined, especially in terms of, of roles and all that. The phones, Alan's with us. Hey, Alan, what's up? Hey, uh, about the NIL situation with Chase Brown. I know he's from Canada and all this, but how come he can't get involved with it and Kofi Coburn did? Um, it, I, it, I don't know the ins and outs, but I know it all has to do with the type of visa mm-hmm. uh, a, a player has. And and I, there's d- different types of visas, and, and beyond that, it's it's over my head, but... Basically, you're you might be allowed and you might not be, but not all visas are alike. Is there any way he can get around that legally? Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, you have to, to ask a, a you know a, an immigration lawyer or a, or somebody who knows about that. But. In, in a similar, well, but I guess the question I have is, can he change that visa status? I don't know. I do know that he can make money in his own country. You know, and and okay. and they there was a story that was shared at the quarterback club about somebody helping a player uh, that was not named who lives in another country and and providing getting opportunities to go to make money back in his own country. So that uh, it's possible to make the money. It's just I don't know if you can legally do it in the United States, depending on your visa. Take a lawyer to figure well, that one out. Well, if he's not going to get anything, then there's really no point for him to come back. Well, I, I don't. I don't think there was very much chance, anyways. When when the shield comes a call in, and especially with football, you don't miss these chances to get drafted and go to the NFL. And if you get drafted, you get a guaranteed check. So uh, I haven't looked into it, but I imagine Chase Brown is looking like he's going to get drafted this year. So he's chasing a Heisman and may end up before this is all said and done as the number two rusher in yards gained all time. <laughs> In an Illini uniform. By the way, you know what else I learned at the uh, quarterback club? Too, I didn't know this before. Student athletes could not give lessons. Right now, they can as part mm-hmm. of NIL, with the exception of one sport, and it's golf. And it's not an NCAA rule; it's a USGA rule. Of course, they want to protect their pros, yeah, their teachers. Uh, fine. I mean, probably the golfers are doing all right, but. <laughs> Golfers cannot give golf lessons and make money. Well, over the table, as we were just discussing there with Alan. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Sports Talk here, our number one. Brian Barnhart's Illini Notebook is uh, coming up. 
one more. Kevin's on the line. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Hey, I uh, was wondering if you thought if Illinois wins the next two games and they have the showdown in Ann Arbor, if you think that could be a college game day. It's on the 19th. I don't know that there's any other big games because Tennessee Georgia's already done and um, just thought what you thought about that. I think it may be even more likely that it's next week if Illinois wins tomorrow and Purdue loses and Illinois would then be in position to clinch the division title. It, it's it's already been reported that ESPN has next weekend on their radar. So, uh, and again, if it's at the Michigan game, Michigan's hosted college game day before. So that'd be cool. But really, college game day likes to go to places to kind of spotlight a program and, and the atmosphere. So that would be more about them being at Michigan than it would be about them being at Illinois, which I think could happen yeah. next Saturday. Well, they, uh, Tennessee's had two college game days this year, and um, I think it'd actually be more likely if uh, Purdue was to beat Iowa this week, and I think then it then it uh, looks I don't know has a little bit more hype to the game, I guess. Oh yeah. Then yeah. isn't Purdue still in it if they win? If they oh beat yeah, Iowa? very much, very much. Right. Illinois has to win to be in position to clinch next week. Appreciate it, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking, and along those lines, I think next week makes more sense if Illinois, Illinois and or Purdue wins uh, this coming Saturday. And then just looking ahead to that weekend, USC and UCLA play, Oregon and Utah play. I mean, there, there's storylines, there, there's other things, and like you said, they've been to Michigan before. Michigan's so. Michigan, do they ever get on national TV? Mm, maybe. Okay. That... That definitely sounds like an ABC kind of game, a two thirty ABC game. Yeah, or a big noon kickoff, uh, as as labeled by Fox. Could be, um, which Fox treats as the marquee game. Oh yeah. Whereas ABC uses the two thirty slot for their mm-hmm. marquee, and then I think what ESPN takes the big one on, at night. I think that's how they've distributed it out, and that all change again after next year, but. Again, I think if if you want to think about Illinois being featured on College Game Day, think about next Saturday. Did they go to Wake Forest? Is Wake Forest still on that list? I don't know. I don't remember. Wake Forest has been good, and it's, it is such a tiny school. Mm-hmm. And they play Syracuse that week, so there there's options out there. Yeah, it it could happen. I, I, I would bet some good money there's some lobbying could, going on. Or they could also go to, like, UAB or something like that because they just went to Jackson State yep. a couple weeks ago. So Yep, it's, you know, once you don't get noticed, it's hard to start being noticed, I guess. <laughs> but if there's ever been a time for Illinois to make a case, this would be it. Finally. But you know what? All the games are on the radio, and Brian Barnhart calls those games. He does. And he's good enough to open up his Illini notebook. And we'll talk a little bit with him about the football game tomorrow and the basketball game coming up on Monday night. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Hey, Illini family, it's Brad Underwood. We'll see you Monday at the State Farm Center and catch game day coverage starting two hours before tip-off. Right here on DWS. It's a funky Friday of sports talk, and as always, the Illini Notebook with Brian Barnhart, voice of the Illini, is here, and it's brought to us by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Baru's, and Seven Saints. Got two on the horizon here, one football, one basketball, Brian, and uh, we were at the uh, Underwood Media Conference today, and I, 
I, I wondered what he was thinking and, and what players may be thinking too is the buzz of Illini Nation right now is really around football and understandably so of course with how good they are but it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah there's a season opener on Monday night yeah and in seasons past as Evan and I were talking about this yesterday it was like we would have been probably talking all basketball at this point in the mm-hmm. season now it's like oh yeah we got to remember to talk about basketball yeah no it's a nice change of pace we had the Monday morning quarterback show this last Monday with Lauren and it was two solid hours of football <laughs> I mean I, I brought up basketball a couple of times and volleyball and and people kind of mentioned it in passing but it was like you know but what about Tommy DeVito and what about Chase Brown can he win the Heisman so there's definitely um, a good vibe around town there are some schools across the country too that you you see that school and you think well that's a football school but they actually have really good basketball teams Mm -hmm. or you think that's a basketball school but actually they have have good football teams Mm -hmm. like Kentucky for example Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean maybe they're not a lot of SEC teams yeah not as good as maybe they would would uh, like to be in at Kentucky mm-hmm. but you know that's a solid football program uh, so anyway Illinois moniker of being a basketball school a little bit in jeopardy here and that's probably a good thing yeah it is I mean it lifts everything when, when we're good in football it just over my experience when having grown up here and then being back here the last 20 plus years is when football does well it just lifts the whole community's spirit, and it just is fun. I mean, people really enjoy it. Basketball, when it's great, people enjoy the ride, but there's only so many people that can get in the State Farm Center, you know, and everybody else has to enjoy it from the outside. When football is going, you can get up to 60,000, or in the old days, 78,000, or whatever it was, and you can fill the stadium. One thing that is of note that I had not seen before, had not noticed before, uh, as I was driving in this morning, one of the electronic billboards on Neil popped up with tickets for the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis. <laughs> oh. And it wasn't referencing anything specific about us. It was just up there. And I thought, I don't think I've seen that. No. <laughs> not not this time of the year. And, uh, you know, we are still got some work to do, the Illini do, to get to that, starting tomorrow, of course, with Michigan State and then Purdue. But uh, I was kind of like, no, wait a minute. Did I just see what I saw? Which was it was a billboard so for tickets to the Big Ten title game. And that game is a draw only if your team's in it. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a lot. The, the Big Ten tournament for I basketball. Mean, you'll watch it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've known but, people say hey, I'm going over the Big Ten tournament. Obviously, everybody's in it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I might go to some other games too, just because I like the event. Mm-hmm. But championship game, you're going if your team's going. Mm-hmm. But other sure. than that, yeah, maybe I'll watch it on TV. Yeah. New day. But we'll get there, hopefully. We're, we're working our way there. All right, so it's football tomorrow. Michigan State in town, 1230 uh, is our game day coverage. 230 is the kickoff, which may just sail for a few counties, by the way, with the wind, depending on which way you're <laughs> going. And then Monday. go backwards. <laughs> yeah, or maybe. may come back on us, yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just give you the ball here? Uh, or And Monday, it's the season opener. EIEIU is in for the start of the basketball season. So uh, take your pick there, Brian, with whatever you want to talk about. I think oh, football's on the mind, though. Football's yeah. on the mind. I, You know, as far as uh, Michigan State coming in, I talking to Will Tiemann, who does their play-by-play, he said, uh, you know, he said, first of all, he's thrilled for Illinois. I think a lot of the guys in the league are that I've talked to are like, what a great story. What a, So happy for you guys because they know that we've broadcast some games over the years that haven't, you know, just haven't been – great games mm-hmm. where I've been out of the race by you know middle of October and and kind of finishing out the season so I know a lot of people are excited um, professionally uh, in that regard but he says as good as it is for Illinois 
He says, we're basically right now emotionally and where everything is from a publicity standpoint, we're the anti-Illinois right now. We're like on the other end of the spectrum with what happened in the tunnel at Michigan, with you know a losing season, with you know they've lost whatever it is five of the last six. He said we're kind of going the other way. Yeah. So you would hope that if Illinois can, plus they're missing some players. I had to scratch off four or five off the depth chart. I had they're gone, and so I you know I think Chase Brown that might bode well for Chase to have a big day. Uh, tomorrow so if illinois can just do what they do which has been a seven and one record just play the way they play they should be fine i would think well and you mentioned the the teams are happy that illinois is good i think it from the outside perspective it's better when illinois is good because that brings up the floor of the conference right mm-hmm. when you think of the big 10 in football illinois is usually one of those bottom dwellers so if illinois is good the the perception might be that the rest of the conference is good although we know that this is a, a bit of a down year for mm-hmm. the west but mm-hmm. if this is a sign of things to come then when usc and ucla get added and they're mm-hmm. trying to go head to head with the the sec and all the programs that they have it's better if illinois is good no i think so and it's better f- from a tv standpoint because there are a lot of eyeballs in chicago and you know when illinois i mean anybody from uh, i know in basketball especially and i think it's true of the schools in general if you talk to the cbs folks they always if there's a chance there's an illinois ohio state game on a sunday <laughs> They're going to take it mm-hmm. on CBS because it just gets a lot of ratings. It just draws well. Big uh, viewership in Ohio, Chicago, across the Big Ten. And so Illinois, when they're doing well again, when the Chicago market gets in on the fun, then suddenly that's uh, there's just a lot of interest. I think it is good for the league. And Chase Brown as well. We feel like we're obligated to talk about him every week. Mm-hmm. And some people want him to, to sneak into that Heisman conversation, which he, he is part of that. But I, I'm wondering, as we're looking at the numbers here, this Saturday probably going to move top four on the list. And before mm-hmm. season's end, he's going to be number two behind somebody who played basically before the forward pass was invented. <laughs> so is Chase Brown possibly the best modern running back here at Illinois? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Uh, Mendenhall was really good. I mean, he just ran over people. Yeah, Uh, LaShore was really good. Uh, Mendenhall's at the top of that list, though. I mean, Robert Holcomb holds, you know, a lot of the the yardage uh, records just because he carried the ball so many times. Griffith was a really good running back. Um, I mean, there's so many. Grabowski, if you talk about a fullback, and Josh Ferguson, Ferguson was, so, uh, was such a dual guy. Yeah, you know? was in the NFL. That's who kind of Chase reminds me of a little bit yeah. is Josh Ferguson. His ability to run and catch the ball and his speed and his vision. So, yeah, I don't know where where he'll wind up. He'll wind up somewhere, I would think, professionally. Mm-hmm. If, if you know, I think the NFL would certainly give him a look. Uh, think about the backs even the Bears have, you know, the ones they've got. I mean, he, he could, I think, do what they do, mm-hmm. I would think, at that level. So... Yeah, I don't know if he's he's the best ever, but man, he's we better enjoy him while we've got him. All right, Brian Barnhart's here for the Illini Notebook, and you got a couple of notebooks as we mentioned with both football and basketball coming. So let's open up the football one first. Brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Brews and Seven Saints. Well, I think the first thing is that people forget Michigan State won eleven games last year, <laughs> and the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl over Pitt, who had a really good year last year. So not that it's carried over. They lost their running back, of course, and they haven't been the same really the same team they had signs early that they were going to have trouble and they have but against Michigan they lost the other game of course last week 
But they had gone 11 and 4 against Michigan in the previous 15 meetings. Mm-hmm. Okay? And since 1950, Michigan State had gone 32, 39 and 2 against Michigan. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, most teams are, you know, 15 wins, 10 wins, whatever it is <laughs> against Michigan in that stretch. So, you know, that's pretty good. It's interesting. Uh, Mel Tucker's wife is a graduate of the University of Illinois. Huh which I thought was uh, interesting. Mentioned the 11 wins last year. Uh, this year, they outscored their opponents 87-13 to in the first two games against Western Michigan and Akron, but uh, since then have had games where they've scored, you know, seven here and 14 there and just haven't put up the same numbers. Uh, Chase Brown, again, continues to lead the country. The Illini defense uh, held the ball. Sorry, sorry, the Illini offense held the ball for over 10 minutes in the fourth quarter. And seven of the eight games this year, Illinois had the ball for more than 10 minutes. In the game with Iowa, they had it for about nine minutes, which is the only time. Which is It's interesting because you look at the, uh, the numbers, Illinois in passing is 11th in the Big Ten. In scoring, they're ninth at 26 points a game. They're ninth in third down conversion rate. And yet, they lead the Big Ten and are number three in the country, or at least number two in the Big Ten, number three in the country in time of possession. They're really so good at scoring yeah. more points than the other team. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're good and, at. And 35 minutes a game, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's you why know. you know the spread has gotten so so much bigger as the week's going on because of all this news and, and whatnot. But mm-hmm. that's where I would be a little nervous if you think of it that way. Like, well, I don't know if Illinois is just going to – they could, I think, but I don't know if they will because that's just, as soon as they get a lead, they just kind of – they grind it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They've held uh, six straight opponents to 14 points or less, by the way. Longest since 1989. And the last 76 drives, only four touchdowns allowed for the defense. And still no game yet where an opponent has gotten 100 yards passing and 100 yards receiving in the same game. I mean, the numbers are just staggering. I, I, th- I think I saw the note, too. The average points allowed in the second half is under three mm-hmm. across the games. Yeah. <laughs> Those second-half adjustments. Yeah. They're uh, real. Basketball note, of course, Eastern Illinois, we played them in an exhibition game back in uh, – I've seen some people on Twitter, is this, you know, Brad Underwood's revenge game, you know, from <laughs> from whatever year that was, his first year, I guess, uh, where Trent Frazier got pulled from the game and was on the end of the bench and was yeah. upset. and Be proud of the media collectively because it took 15 and a half minutes into Underwood's press conference today before someone asked him about it. Oh, really? And then he said, said, I knew somebody was going to bring up this crap. (laughs) That's exactly what he said. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was... uh, What a long time ago that was. That that seems like a long time ago. You should not remember your team's exhibition games. You just shouldn't remember them. Think think about how far Illinois has come since then. I mean, if anything, Brad should be proud of that. Yeah. And where he's taken the program because it is remarkable uh, what's been done these Big Ten championships and competing for titles and but yeah those first two years were pretty rough <laughs> and uh, I remember when they decided to do that exhibition game and let's play it down at Eastern and that'll be nice and be good for Tom Michael the former Illini to have his uh, alma mater there as the the AD at Eastern and and then they beat us <laughs> in that game and uh, that was kind of the first sign that. I think we all knew as fans that we got a lot of work to do, and uh, certainly to their credit, they've done it. Well, and he got it turned around in two years. That third year, uh, 
you know, I, w- I don't want to say started rough, but that was, we don't know what we have yet, but it was, you know, the second year with IO, first year with Kofi. Mm-hmm. And eventually it congealed and came together in that great way that unfortunately was taken away from all of us with, with the pandemic. Oh. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it he, the, but the, I, what, it, what I admire is that you were at this low point, and maybe you could say it was the EIU, but. You did what you did the first year and go, okay, now we've got to dismantle some things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go through a year where it's going to feel even worse. Yeah. And it was yeah. certainly record-wise, but there was those like those yeah. flashes with the Michigan State and whatever, and you went, okay, well, maybe there's something coming, and then it just built and built and built. Yeah. Well, that's, Mar- that's forward thinking and vision. Right. And it, they should be uh, congratulated on what's been done. Uh, Marty Simmons is the coach, former coach at Evansville, former player at Evansville, former player at Indiana, was on those great Lawrenceville teams – that won a couple of state titles. This is when I was in high school. We were about the same age. He was unbelievable. I mean, I think he had one game in the state tournament. He had like 40 points and 20 rebounds. And uh, he's the the head coach, uh, of course, now at Eastern. They only won three games last year, and they were they were struggling. They you know the guys that didn't come back from the previous coach. They I think by the end of the year they were down to like eight players. Uh, they did win a couple of games against Tennessee Martin, and so he kind of found what he had, and now he's brought in some different players, and and it'll be good to see him back at the the State Farm Center floor where he starred in the state tournament all those years ago. But got to got to get a few Henry Dahmer cans. Yeah, but he but he's a really good coach, and I think he's a good fit for Eastern. So that'll be fun. And one of the guys, one of the young men on the uh, uh, on the Eastern roster, last name is Hafner. His dad was Scott Hafner, who started his career at Illinois. And then eventually transferred. Okay. So his son is on the team. That's uh, one interesting note there. And of course, Jermaine Hamlin. Yeah, and Jermaine Hamlin back, of course, uh, with playing against Illinois this time. So when he's gone now, but didn't they have the guy who broke one of Corey Bradford's records? Yeah. Yeah. I guess the that was three a couple, couple uh, years consecutive back. games with, yeah. with a three pointer made. Yeah. So they're rebuilding. They're in a. It's a different conference now because Belmont left, Murray State left. Oh, yeah. And uh, so the conference, you know, lost some of their prime members to the Missouri Valley. So I think, and the conference footprint uh, has moved quite a bit from where more Nashville or Kentucky based to a little further north, because I think they've added Lindenwood and they've added some other, a couple yeah. of other schools a little further north. So I think it'll be good for Eastern with that readjustment, because basically, if you to win the uh, one-bid league, basically, sometimes a two-bid league if Belmont and, and Murray State were really good. But you had to get by one of those two teams, usually, to make the tournament. And when they're really good, you already had like four losses out of the gate <laughs> before you even started. So, By the way, Henry Domerkant was from Naperville. Ah, of course. Naperville uh, North. Okay. Michigan State's starting quarterback, Peyton Thorne, is – also from Naperville. That's right. But he, we don't discuss his high school because he was the rival um, to Naperville North. Okay. The only time it's appropriate to talk about Naperville Central is when you reference Candace Parker. Okay. I see. So, remember, okay. she says she's from Chicago. All right. She's actually from Naperville. All right. Just want right. to make sure everyone knew that. He wasn't born in 99, was he? No, he was already a freshman okay, by okay. then. No, you guys were I freshmen mean, together? Uh, no, I mean the current quarterback. Oh, oh no, yeah, I, I don't know when he was born. I don't know. When he, was <laughs> he might have been born in '99. Yeah, he could all have these been. all Which these quarterbacks know, are pretty yeah. old. Boy, well, yeah, well, well, son. <laughs> if I get a chance, son, when you were in diapers, I was at the MicronPC.com bowl right. game. Just so you know, that's right. That's right. There it is. Have your shot. Got it in.
Enjoy it, Brian. And open the door for you. We'll see you tomorrow at Grange All right. Grove. Yep. All right, that's the Illini Notebook from Guido's Jupiter's Billy Baruz and Seven Saints. Funky Friday continues. Matt Daniels coming in after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Your first game here was at an exhibition game at EIU. I knew somebody was going to bring that crap up. I mean, somebody just had to go there, right? I did. Perhaps the only thing more notable and memorable about Eastern Illinois uh, than that exhibition game a few years ago to start the tenure of Brad, Underw- Brad Underwood is Matt Daniels, the News Gazette's sports editor. I went to Boys State at Eastern. So did I. Wait, what? Ayo. Yeah. Bo- Boys State? Mm-hmm. It's like mock government for a week. It's for adults. Yeah. Wait, B-O-Y-S? Mm-hmm. Boys State? Yeah. yeah. But it's mock government? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's not like a... Boy Scouts event or a club or it's fun. I enjoyed it. So, why do they call it Boys State? Because it's this. It's the the Boys State, (laughs) right? You you know, they've got everything from governor down. There's Mm -hmm. there's no diversity. It's just boys. Okay, I'm really confused. (laughs) That sounds like something that you would have been invited to. I'm kind (laughs) of surprised. We'll, uh, we'll discuss off the air. Scott. I think that's a compliment, or possibly not. You're I gotta spend, a, I gotta spend we a week. We went there. Yeah. I mean, it, I gotta spend we a week it. there. Yeah, yeah. fun. I was never a big student camp- government kid. See oh. the campus. I really wasn't either, except for second grade student council. More of kind of like a. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had forgotten about Boys State and Eleven. Just that's my that. only connection to Eastern. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. I've got a lot more. I mean, there's <laughs> a state track is going on there, but that's nothing to do with it. I didn't run no. track. No. No. Hi, Matt Daniels. Hi, Scott. How are you? <laughs> Question. How, how is the? Uh, how would you assess the buzz, the, the Illini uh, appetite right now amongst fandom? Because we were just talking about that with, with Brian, and, mm-hmm. it, it, and it, it's just felt like basketball is, oh, yeah, that thing's starting. And basketball is, by the way, a top 25 program. Oh, it's completely reversed uh, what we're used to here in the, in the first week in November, for sure. Uh, yes, there's still probably some consternation among people about Brad Underwood starting five and how his rotation will work and who the first one off the bench uh, is and, and how quickly they put a guy on the bench with two fouls, whatever that case may be. <laughs> That'll Those those situations will rear their head on, on Monday night at State Farm Center, but Illinois football being good is, has kind of put that to the back burner, and uh, rightfully so. I mean, it's not every year. It's not every decade. Uh, it's not even every half century that Illinois football's got a uh, a top 15 program and first time ever there in the college football playoff rankings. And you look at the rest of the schedule for Illinois, and it's not far-fetched to think that this Illinois football team could finish the regular season 10-2, and two, uh, maybe if they catch lightning in a bottle and – Pull off an upset against uh, Michigan and Ann Arbor two weeks from now, and, you know, eleven and one I, again. Though too, I think you know, hardened, calloused Illinois fans are hopefully enjoying this and savoring this. But I'm sure in the back of their mind, they're thinking, "Man, they could they could lose these next four games too," because you just don't know. But the thing is, is this this season has shown that they've got a. It's Bielema ball. That's what they're doing, yeah, and they're play, they're doing it really, really well. But I raise this point, and he, even if they do, it'll feel like, oh, they see, there goes Illinois again. But really, they have not had this kind of success in a long time. And if you told, if you were told at the beginning of the year that seven and five mm-hmm. was going to be the result, it was like, oh, good progress, great, yeah. you know. And 
And that would be a disappointment at this point because, I mean, you took a nosedive. Mm-hmm. But still. Well, I mean, it, it, again, it all depends on, on how the those seven wins came about. If it was a season like 2010 or 20, 2010 where it was kind of up and down, back and forth, uh, or 2011 where they got out to a hot start, it went 6-0. and, and down. Then very down. <laughs> uh, that would be the way it would happen too here in, in 2022 if they were to finish, say, 7-5, and five, especially too because the opponents are playing the rest of the way. Michigan State is struggling mightily. Not only on to the field, field a roster. yeah, to field a roster. Not only on the field with how they play, but how they handle themselves in postgame tunnels. Um, yeah, it, it, they're very disappointed in, in East Lansing. Probably not going to make a bowl game this year for a team that started the season in the top twenty-five. Um, Purdue, I mean, Purdue's kind of the that's the signature game here in Champaign coming up. Especially if Purdue can can beat Iowa uh, tomorrow and and head into next week, and if Illinois takes care of, takes care of business against Michigan State, you're looking at a huge showdown for Big Ten West title implications and and what program's going to represent the West in Indianapolis. So yeah, it's a definitely a different buzz right now here in, in Champaign Urbana uh, with the football Illinois football team having so much success this year. Yeah, and, and and to go back to Brad Underwood, I, I feel like this has got to take a, a little bit pressure off of not just him, but the players and the social media folk, you know, who, who like you said, typically over-obsess so over these things about November 1st when it comes to Illinois basketball. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, they've got the expectations, but it, it, all those questions, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. It, from from what I was gathered, I didn't pay much attention to the exhibition game, but I get to my Halloween party and they're like, "Oh, Illinois is tied." <laughs> it's like you know, normal seasons we would have spent the whole week talking about what went wrong in the first half <laughs> against you know whoever they played last Friday. Yeah. Exactly. You, we, we we don't even remember it. It's just super weird. Yeah, I mean, the, obviously, lateral uh, whatever events happen on on Saturday afternoon, how they unfold at Memorial Stadium will kind of dictate the narrative going into next week's next week on on Monday morning, and then by the time Monday night tips off with a, a nice early eight p.m. tip uh, in Champagne. Um, Get the used focus, to it. No, I know. I mean, <laughs> what the first five games are either eight or eight thirty. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's interesting. Um, but just the fact that... Monmouth's a draw, man. What do you have against them? <laughs> they are. They are. Hey, Kansas City, they're bringing the kangaroos to town. So And Bruce Weber. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Friday, Friday night in Champaign. Ahead of potential Big Ten West football game. I'm sure a lot of people had that on their bingo yeah. card at the start you of this it. year. Bruce Weber and marsupials. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, just the uh, yeah, you're, you're not really, and I think a lot of it too is because we don't really know what to expect out of this Illinois men's basketball team. Sure, they're ranked 23rd in the country, and a lot of that is based on what Brad Underwood's program accomplished the, each of these past three seasons. But it's a whole new look roster, uh, and, and you started to see how some of that's going to mesh together on, on the court last Friday night against Quincy, albeit against an overmatched Division II opponent. Some might characterize Eastern Illinois basketball in that same vein based on their recent struggles. But the fact is is you've, you've got veterans like Coleman Hawkins now and R.J. Melendez, who was a freshman just at this time last year, but now is considered kind of a leader on the team. And they both played really well at times against Quincy. And you're still trying to figure out what you're going to get from the freshman, and that's going to be an ongoing thing. It's not going to be automatically solved after Monday night, and then you go into next Friday night against Kansas City. You know, okay, this is what you're going to get. <laughs> Uh, Sky Clark could go off for 20 points, six assists, three steals against Eastern, and then the next game go for two for 10 from the field shooting. That's just kind of the life it is uh, as a freshman. And uh, I think that has to do with some of the, 
I guess, less scrutiny on Illinois men's basketball at this time. But, uh, again, Illinois football having the successful season they are definitely takes some of that uh, that spotlight off of them. Most compelling high school football playoff game for our area, mm-hmm. what would you say? That's a good one. Um, yeah, we got 10 area second-round playoff games, or eight second-round playoff games in 11-man football, two eight-man state quarterfinal games uh, all happening on, on Saturday. Uh, the two in Champaign County intrigue me uh, just with uh, with Unity hosting Mount Carmel at 2 p.m. at Hicksfield down in Tolono. Those two teams met last year in a state semifinal in Class 3A and a really thrilling game that Unity came back and won. Meet this year earlier in the second round, Mount Carmel still has to make the drive from southeastern Illinois up to Tolono, and I'm sure they'll bring a huge fan base to, to Hicksfield, and Unity will have one as well. should be a great atmosphere out there. And then – Muhammad Seymour as well. They host Metamora, a proud program in central Illinois, and uh, under the lights at Frank Dutton Field, 7 p.m. on on Saturday night. So that kind of adds to that vibe and electricity over there, and and they've got their sights set on reaching Memorial Stadium later this month. They're sitting at 10-0 this year. Um, So I'd say those two, I can't really just narrow it down to one, but I'd say those two are some of the the more intriguing area matchups uh, in, in high school football on Saturday. Gentlemen, raise your right hand and repeat after me. Those are the words that begin the oath of citizenship at the start of the annual opening ceremony at uh, Premier Boys State. <laughs> According to the website, it is a week that shapes a lifetime. That sounds like the the theme that they. Say I would a say lot. the biggest takeaway. So I'm sitting here in a room with two shaped men. The, big, <laughs> the biggest takeaway I got from that was not. I don't really remember all the details of the mock government exercises we went through and things like that. But I know we. Met pretty much each night at Lance Arena. Uh, and mm-hmm. I say arena in, in air quotes there. It's just basically a bigger gymnasium. But anyway, <laughs> uh, just the chance to see the sites and tour the campus at Eastern Illinois. I thought it was it was on an, uh, an impressionable high school student <laughs> that I was. It, it, it paid off. Shaped your life. I don't know about that. Considering I forgot about it. We, until we were the it. model county when I went to <laughs> Boys State, so maybe it did shape us. Yeah, who knows? Plenty of coverage in the News Gazette about Illinois football, basketball, high school football, volleyball, you name it. Matt's on it. Appreciate your time, sir. No problem. Yeah, we have an eight-page uh, special section coming out in Saturday's paper just devoted to Illinois men's uh, men's basketball season coming up ahead. So oh, yeah, that is about to start. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Exactly. See you guys. Bye. Thanks, Matt. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. More Funky Friday Sports Talk is coming up. Michael Martin will be in studio. The world, according to Bob, will keep having a good time. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.